If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Correa, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry, and my guest today is Eric Andrade, candidate for tax assessor in the city of New Bedford, Massachusetts. And um, I'm glad to have him on here. He's definitely doing his thing. I love, love people that run for public office. It's um, a courageous thing. And um I, tr- I tell everybody, give it a try. If you think you can do a good job, go ahead and give it a try. So, what's up, Eric? How you doing? I'm really well. I'm really well. Grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity um, to come on the show. I appreciate it. And salute to you for uh, leading by example and stepping out there to run for, for office for the mayor. And uh, we really need to get more people out there. So, I, it's a definite something that outside of just running, we should speak to other people and encourage them to run too as well. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. Um, it's one thing running or public office is definitely something that is dear to me in my heart. Um, from, from the most essential thing is just casting, you know, registering and casting your vote to actually, you know, running for candidates, uh, running for a, a public office is definitely something that, um, is dear to me. So, you know, when someone else is doing it, I don't care who they are. I, the first thing I got is the utmost respect for them doing it. Yeah, that's a real thing. I think that uh, just the, the fact that people are engaged, like whether you agree with their politics or not, the fact that they care enough um, to get involved in the community, um, especially um, in this time, because what we've seen in this uh, current campaign is that there's a lot of seats that had no challenges at all. And mm-hmm. we get the best we get the best out of our community when we have like multiple choices, you know, and yes. different ideas are there. So I agree. 
I agree. I want to say uh, hello to Damon Nomandin. Good evening. He says, good evening, gentlemen. Good to see you both. All right. I, um, you know, I try to, uh, I, you know, somebody like Damon's constantly supporting me in a really Charlie podcast. And um, I like to acknowledge, acknowledge people like that when they come on and comment um, because they could be doing so many other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps the, it's the fuel, it's the gas, gas in the tank. It's sometimes like people don't understand the little things that uh, it takes a lot for you to do what you're doing. Um, and, and we're in a, uh, a space right now where a lot of media isn't covering covering the politics. Like, yes, there was no, there was no debates by the local media. Um, the only debates that were organized that I knew about were the uh, debates that were organized by Alfred G- uh, J. Gomes uh, mm-hmm. community group. Um, and uh, for you to have, I've seen several of the um, people that you've had on the show, and I wouldn't have known what their platform was without you having a, a space for that. I thank you, and it means a lot. And I try to get everybody to come on. You know, uh, some people I haven't reached out to, and I really actually never reached out to any of the candidates. They kind of reached out to me. They seen what was going on. And say, hey, I like to go. I like to come on the podcast, and which is good, you know. And um, so, but we, I want to get to you, man. The, good evening, Michael. How you doing? Another um, constant supporter of the Really Charlie podcast. Um, now, tax assessor office is is something that you know sometimes gets hitting when it comes to to voting. You know, some people are not aware of it. Um, or it's it's something that just people just don't pay attention to, and and I know this year you were able to pay attention to it because you know can't uh, the someone's going to be unopposed. Miss Saunders is going to be unopposed, and and it's crazy, you know. It's uh, you, you got to have people just. I mean, I just think that when it comes to election, it shouldn't be just a a easy cakewalk all the way to the office. You know, I think that some people should, you know, debate, they should, uh, have challenges, you know, and, and, and they, you know, previous, uh, years, they could have made some mistakes and people have to bring that up and, and, and see how they either going to correct their mistakes or come up with some solutions. So, and, uh, there's one thing that this city, everything's going, you know, everything's getting hiked from taxes to, to every fee possible that's implemented or, or initiated by the city. It seems like everything gets a, a increase. And, um, and, and when it comes to, you know, working and, and our pay, pay, payroll checks, we're not getting too many increases on that. And so we're, we're always, we're, we're in a deficit, you know, constantly and it's just routine things that are causing us to go into this deficit you know whether it's 20 to 100 dollars each uh 20 to 100 bucks a month you know that's money that could go on the table mm-hmm. yeah so. it's like the increase the increase in cost of living and like most of most of our actual income has remained the same and then the services that we're getting a lot of times have declined. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 for example, a lot of the classrooms are more crowded. So that means that the, the students in the classroom are getting less one-on-one attention oftentimes. Um, 
and like on the college level right down to the school level and exactly and a, a lot of the service seems to be even if it's the same if if you're paying more for the same service you're getting less for yes. for for what you're putting in and that's a real thing uh and the effect especially right now with some of the stuff that are happening in our uh, our, our society uh, is only going to increase. Like, for example, um, the truckers' unions are uh, they're, they're 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 striking, and as a result of that, the cost of food and the cost of goods is going to go up. So all these little little things that impact us become big things. And as you were saying, tax assessor was something that up until last year in June, uh, we uh, last over Renaissance we held a, a drive for justice event. And at that, one of the things like, you know, and speaking was like outside of people coming out and being active and raising their voice that we have to actually put uh, the afterlife of our words has to be actions. And and some of the actions outside of just voting need to be we need to get the right people in office, because what we've seen in the past is even with people we've put in office, uh, when you ask them for certain things, they may not they may or may not um, listen to you once mm-hmm. in office and. Uh, that's something that is concerning. And given that, like, rather than asking someone else to do something, how much more powerful would it be for uh, you, yourself to be in office and have the ability to 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 be in, in that space or ha- have someone that would listen to you? So in that conversation, uh, in that speech I was given, I, I, I had looked at what was on the elections and I was like, you know, tax assessor, what is that? And it took until um, this july um i i went to see where where we were at with if i wasn't looking to run i was looking to encourage people so i spent the last year trying to like speak to other other folks that were in all the different wards and people that showed some kind of uh passion for our community and concern about what was going on to run for office and unfortunately um there wasn't there much wasn't much bite i, I don't know what's going on and and looking at it, and Ward Four, uh, Derek Baptiste has been somebody that, when we've had concerns in our community, he's he showed up and he's listened and he supported it. So I live in Ward Four. There's no way I'm gonna uh, not support Derek. Um, mm-hmm. Then I saw there was there was names and and on the ballot that were for uh, Councilor at Large, and the fact there was new 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 voices that were stepping in there. Uh, I'd rather support somebody that I align with in there than compete with them. Um, and then I looked in tax assessor, I had no one uh, challenging the situation. Mm-hmm. So I asked what the job description was, and I couldn't find a job description um, uh, at the assessor's office or at the election office. And then I, by serendipity, ran into a tax assessor uh, mm-hmm. a few days later. And when I spoke to them, my, my thought process was that with all the homes being bought right now and the way they're being bought, like I know people have been trying to buy homes and they're not able to even get to the home because before the open house, some corporation is coming and putting fifty thousand above the asking price in cash on the table and buying up these homes. Yes, and that that something that I heard it from one person, then I heard it from another person, then I heard stories of people getting cold called and emails and letters in the mail about houses that weren't even on the market, and that really made me concerned because gentrification already has been an issue going on in the city in the last eight years. Um, but with people purchasing homes on that level, uh, that was even more concerning. And especially when I realized that the formula for tax assessment is based upon the market, the real estate market and the real estate market is not necessarily a fair 
a fair thing. Like Nicole mm-hmm. Rose was saying, she she she's had that happen to her with the the letters. And I, I, what I find is, this isn't this isn't foreign. This, at first, I thought it was like isolated incidents, but I'm hearing it all across the city that people are experiencing this. And because of the market is based on the 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 real estate market. I mean, the assessment is based on the real estate market. That means that the assessment of homes is going to go up. And to base our uh, city taxes, what people financially are able to contribute to the city for what they receive from the common good of, of like the infrastructure, the educational yep. system and stuff like that, that some, because someone all of a sudden values your home and may want your home or put a value on it, that doesn't mean you want to sell your home. That doesn't mean you're going to get any more in services. That doesn't mean you can afford the increase. So and true. to me, it doesn't make sense that somebody could be a citizen of the city. They could be generations in. Their family could have been, you know, work for the city, pay taxes for the city, um, all kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, because someone from Newport wants to buy homes in New Bedford, their property value goes up. And because they're on a limited income, when that goes up, they can't afford the, the increase. That to me is is completely unfair, and it, it defeats the purpose of the taxes because the taxes were created by the people to serve the people. So if yes. the taxes are not serving the people, and it's being influenced by them, the free market, the real estate market, which we know has never been a, a fair place, it's never been an unbiased, equal place. Exactly, and it's uh, it's true. You know, it, it's I, I've heard so many stories about you know people offering you know homeowners that are that are selling their home they they're getting instant instant offers you know uh within you know less than 24 hours and you know uh you know with 50 60 thousand dollars you know above the price you know and it's like wow you know and even at some point you know people are being offered cash so the 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 snakes are out there, you know, they're definitely out there and uh, they're going to wiggle and move wherever they can until they finally catch somebody that's going to kind of, you know, in this case, fall victim. You know, yeah, you may get the profit of your house. You may get a, a huge amount of money, but guess what? When you buy that next house, you're still going to have a burden. You're still going to have a slight burden, you know, that that bill is still going to be, you know, a half a million dollars uh, or slightly less, you know, it's still going to be there, you know, and uh, paying a half a million dollars in, in, in a common folks lifetime is uh could take a lifetime, you know? Mm-hmm. So and the other thing is too, is that like, if people are offering to buy that right now at that uh, in cash, because many homes I'm hearing that people are offering in cash, like you said, they're, they're mm-hmm. They're not, it's not a it's not a loan that they're taking out anyway. They have the capital to just put it on the table and, 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 and purchase it. If they're doing that, that's because they they realize that in time, it's like if you had uh Apple stock, right, at a certain point in time, it's you know, it goes up a bit more than you our our homes have really been devalued, a lot of them. A lot mm-hmm. of our communities, because the way the real estate market has worked is if you lived in a community where it was African indigenous folks, Caribbean folks, then the houses in that neighborhood, the same house built somewhere else would have cost more. It would yes. have been, but so our homes have been devalued for, for a long time. So like all of a sudden this value, this, this money value comes and it looks like a lot, but 
it's a it's something that like if people could go back that sold Apple early, they'd be like, damn, I wish I held on to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I hear from like I have family. We have common family that's from Nantucket. Yes. And what I hear from them is that Nantucket used to be a lot of Cape Verdean families in, in Nantucket. And a lot of them sold that those those homes and they wish they could get it back because the amount that they sold it for, those homes are probably in the millions now. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. How about some of the houses that haven't been touched, you know, and uh, you really, you know, they just couldn't touch it, you know, because the landlord is out of state, you know, and uh, um, and they just couldn't touch it. You know, someone would kind of open the door, make sure things are all right. But as far as maintaining the inside and outside, they really couldn't. But then all of a sudden, you know, things like this happen and, uh, you know, it's it's almost four or five hundred thousand dollars more and you scratch your head you said wait i didn't touch this house they were trying to give me a hundred thousand dollars for this house just uh just a few years ago and now all of a sudden it's you know five hundred six hundred thousand dollars you know there's there's something smells bad you know real bad so the uh brunt you know as you're campaigning you're doing everything that you you can to get your name out there um you know, it's campaigning is tough, you know, and, and especially when you put your name out there and you got to go, you know, and you got to do the groundwork. You try to get your name out there. And, you know, one of the things that I learned is that social media helps us. Um, but it, it's it's sometimes it, it's it's it gives you false hope, false, you know, uh, or even, you know, gives you a negative vibe sometimes. You know, Mr. Andrea, I just want you to keep on plugging away, keep on doing what you're supposed to do every single day. Because when people get into that ballot and they get into that that ballot box, nobody knows who they voted for. Nobody knows who they voted for. And that's and and I just wanted to tell you as a person that's running, is just keep plugging away, keep plugging it away. You know, and Initially, you know, when I ran, I didn't expect the primary to be what it did, but it was pretty close during that primary, and it caused you know the other candidate to move move his feet and get going, you know, because mm-hmm. hey, you know, New Bedford was serious and they came up. Mm-hmm. And what I want to tell you is that you know, friends, people that are helping you out, they just got to keep pushing your name up until Tuesday. You know, they got to keep pushing your name. You know, in, 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 in 24 hours time, a lot can happen in 24 hours time. You got a few more days, so you just got to keep pushing every single day. Yeah, that's a real thing. I think that, like, especially, like, uh, what you're saying about, like, just um, the, the the perception you could have based on social media. And, 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 and I think other people's perception, too, because what happens sometimes is people think that uh, because they see support that oh everyone's supporting this person so mm. the you know i think that the the people's dedication to follow through with getting out there to vote like i feel like you have a lot more supporters mm-hmm. like you had a lot more supporters in the community but people are apathetic to get up and they don't think that them that them themselves matter but that one person plus that other one person and that other one person and that other one person it is a as a big number and that's something that i think that's important for for all of us to realize 
um, that are that are running, but also like for people that are out that are not running that like your actions, uh, uh, your you taking that time is it may be difficult for you to get out on a certain day, but really in New Bedford we we, we really don't have too many excuses because mm -hmm. we have early voting. So like you could go to um, tomorrow, Saturday, you could go yep. to the public library downtown um, to go vote. They're open, I believe nine to four tomorrow. So third floor of the library or the, the top floor of the library, you can go vote there no matter where you're, what part of the city, as long as you're registered. Monday, um, if you can't make it Saturday, you can go to city hall and you can vote during the regular hours. And then Tuesday, you can go to your regular voting voting uh precinct and uh yeah. the polls there's there's there's, a, there's usually a cry of oh, i wish my precinct was closer in this but there's one thing about new bedford we have many many precincts and they're not too far from home and like you said with the early voting that's another avenue new bedford does a good job there's other places that I know in this country that they you you got to travel some you got to travel some miles just to go vote you know which could be discouraging in itself you know mm -hmm. so I'm 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 glad that you know they they have the early voting it's something that um I used a couple of times already and I'm, I'm very happy that uh we have it in the city you know yeah I I didn't do it actually the first time I I've, I've done the absentee ballot. Yes. Hi, Sherry. How you doing? Um, yes. I, I have. I did the absentee ballot before, and then with COVID, one of the blessings, like obviously, COVID and the pandemic has been a horrible experience. But there's been things that have been like positive gains, and the, yes. the, the fact that this early voting that, that they have, I feel like they've opened that up wider. I don't know if they had that before at at the the library, but um, last year I voted for the election early at the library, and I voted last Saturday. Um, in this campaign already so yeah I, for me it's like you know that's a great opportunity and like you're saying we're in a city where it's only 13 by three miles long mm -hmm. um, it definitely can be a challenge for certain people to get to places but there is support systems that are out there and there's ways to make it happen and even to get a mail-in ballot yes a mail it if you can't just a quick phone call they'll get it to you and they and it you know seeing the process and understanding the process you know, those mail-in votes do get counted in, you know, and it's so it's not if you put in a simple request of that's what you want, you know, you're going to get it. And and guess what? It's going to count. Every vote counts, you know, uh, you know, from 100 to, you know, 1600 could sway a vote, you know, a, a, a election rather. And um, so it's very, very important. Um, and when you kind of think of it. You know, I tell five people, you tell five people, you know, what? that's 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 10, that's 12 people. You know, and it's just you got to keep on, you know, 12 people. You know, how many recounts we had, how many uh, demands of recounts we had over the years um, based on, you know, 12 or 24 votes, even sometimes 36. Mm. Ward four is constantly, constantly close, you know, Um you know, when it comes to elections. So, you know, and, and as, you know, I think it was uh, Ward 1 was very close over the past few years, you know. So 
it's very, very important that you reach out and touch, you know, the people you have to so they can kind of give you a vote. I think even with the fact that um, we've had a low voter turnout, like even at the, the presidential election. So what I tell, especially because I feel like there's certain populations in our community that uh, they've they've been less, they've been disenfranchised in the sense that they don't feel like their their voice matters and they don't feel like the politics is, is speaking a language that reaches them that the yeah. interest of most of the politicians is, has been in the business owners the 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 the, the, the people that are the tenant uh, have the the tenant homes and are renting out homes and 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 the the colleges and the the arts and cultural organizations and those are the those are the voices that seem to get listened to um mm-hmm. the, the most in our community so there's a lot of folks i feel like are, are, are disenfranchised and the, the thing is that within their own family, some of these people are winning an election, like you're saying, by 40 votes, 50 yeah. votes, 100 votes. And they may have like, and I think the last, in the, in the primary, there was 300 voters for some of the, some of the wards. Like that's not a lot of people. There's, there's a young people in America. There's so many, and especially with age, because most of the people that are voting tend to be folks that are older than you, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the older, even from our generations that are older than us that are voting. And think about if just the 20 to 30 year olds voted, they, their voice isn't even being heard. Hell yeah, it's true. They have a, it's, you know, usually around 16 to 22% that vote citywide. And, and, and that's the whole election. It's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, the older folks, that was like going to church every Sunday. When it came to voting, it was something you were doing. It was something that, you know, you had to get done, you know, and, and there was no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You you know, voting, it's voting day, and you know what? Guess what? You gotta go vote. And you're 18, you gotta register to vote. And it was it was a, a part of life. You know, now it's there's this perception and misconception that um that uh you know voting's just not worth it, you know, and it, it surely is, man. It is Sometimes think, you know, people think that there's a third eye watching them, you know, and that's not the case. You know, it's, it's, you have this eye in the sky. Yeah, there is, but guess what? For the, for the, for the voting purposes and all the information that you use for voting, guess what? Do it, sacrifice it. Um, And if anyone's on social media, guess what? Filling out a little form for the city or the state, you know, or the federal government. um, Guess what? All that information they already got if you're on social media. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, they just so if you got a bank account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. If you got a driver's exactly. license, you're already like that's not that shouldn't be the reason, especially with local elections, because mm-hmm. like I can understand to a degree, I I don't agree with it because I feel like you know it's still it's still something that um is important to exercise our vote and that, that is important. It, it adds on where like where each we each may be a small part of the equation, but you know, the the beach. If you start taking one sand away at a time, yeah, you may think of it as a little bit, but it, it's a it's a big deal. But with local elections, we're talking about what we make a big big difference, and this is what's affecting our community. It's mm-hmm. the local politicians, it's the administration that we have that has created the climate where our homes are being sold the way they're being sold, and people don't have the protection. It's our local. Uh, uh, administration that hasn't allowed the 
right now, 30% of the homes I, I heard were that have been bought in this last year are from folks that are out, outside of the city, yeah. from corporations that are outside of the city. Right now, New Bedford uh, also leads the state in evictions. And those evictions are largely from folks that bought homes, not from people not paying their rent. Mm-hmm. It's from people buying homes and upping the rent. This is all part of a long, a long uh, line of events. The current mayor in one of his first public addresses said, call it gentrification if you want, but I want New Bedford to look like, and he named another city mm-hmm. um, that is a different economic group, a different cultural group. Um, uh, and and then they started doing this creative placemaking, which is basically a strategy to use art and culture to increase property value and another strategy of gentrification. And now with all of the investment that they've made into that and all of the investment they've, they've made into this, like the, the infrastructure and other activities at the same token, they, they were creating this district that abuts all of Ward 4, the, the neighborhoods of Ward 4. So mm-hmm. it, it comes close to the edge. And when you abut property and the property is raised up, the value is raised up, the abutters property also goes up. You don't have the benefit of that access to the funding that they got, but we bear the brunt of the consequences. And then mm-hmm. they started advertising the city as a creative place to artists all over the country to attract artists to move into the city. So if you have right. a limited housing stock, and you've brought in all these people and you've raised the property value and the administration is getting funding and the foundations are funding it and the state is funding it. Yeah. They call it art washing. They mm-hmm. now, then all of a sudden now you've increased the property value and the interest in the community. So now the rent start going up. So this is all the result of local elections. This is local politics and locally uh, the affirmative action bill has a section in it, it had 20 sections in it. And one of them dealt with housing. That 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 section that dealt with housing is called Section Eight, mm-hmm. and Section Eight can be used to buy a home or for a rental voucher. The thing is, they never taught the people that have received vouchers that they could use that voucher to buy a home. So instead of buying a home, we have subsidized the home ownership of people with wealth already. Mm-hmm. So for twenty years, someone has a voucher, or however long they have the voucher, they they're giving that voucher to. Mr. Such and Such from so and so out of the neighborhood, he he had he pays off this mortgage with their voucher, while this person that the the affirmative action bill was supposed to address the economic disparities and provide like stability for people. So like, if it's only going to subsidize the home ownership of somebody else, that's a flaw. And the reason why it's not been exercised because Patrick Sullivan says it's too expensive to run that program. Wow. It doesn't cost any more to run a, a voucher program and put it in somebody's pocket for, yep. for, for rental or put it in a mortgage in the bank. But that that appointee of that office is, ah. It says, I bought my home. I gave up my Section 8 and worked three jobs and didn't know I could have had kept it shaking my head. Wow. Many you know people don't know. Yeah. That's a hardworking woman, does what she has to, good family person, and look, that would have helped her. It would have helped her, her family, everything. So 
you know that's that's a, a an educational you know educational um input that you that came from you and it's very important because i'm pretty sure that miss gomes sorry i forget her her new name but nico nico is not the only one she's not the only one there's there's thousands and thousands of people that fell in the, into that into that that category you know mm-hmm. so oh man oh, oh man damn sorry to hear that so um the uh i i just you know there's one thing about you is that you bring what you bring to the table is intellect and what you bring to the table is is that you're going to follow up you're going to do your own little your little yeah not little your own investigations you're going to bring some some material to the table and guess what to show what you're speaking about is the truth and that's one thing i like about you i just hope that um you know the whole community sees eric gandrade for what he's worth he's a voice he's a voice that's going to speak up about a lot of issues but at least he's a voice too many people are silenced or or silenced just because um they don't know what they're talking about or they're too afraid to talk to talk and i'm glad that you were able to speak up on many many things but there's one thing that i would i would love to see and is that you and that you get into office and that becomes a spot that you can hold down for quite a while because i know you're going to do your research you're going to make things better for this this city and you're doing it just on the ground level never mind if you were in in and having a title as such as tax assessor that would be huge thank you i appreciate that and i think that what what you do is as as by always encouraging folks like you've always been somebody that has encouraged me whether it's been and and with my art or with uh other things i've done in the community and just advice and stuff like that and just and it's something that you do for a lot of folks like you you have this show and you you're 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 giving people the space to have their voice be heard and that that's a powerful role uh and i appreciate that about you the upliftment because that's we grow into the to the fishbowl that like we grow into that when people mm-hmm. speak life into us, we grow into that. And I definitely hope to be able to be, I understand there's a lot of limitations with this position. This position doesn't make uh, it, it possible to just change the formula. The formula is set by the Department of Revenue of how taxes are assessed. assessed. However, um, I believe that the from my asking the questions, like you folks that are out there that may be silent, our silence is going to betray us. That's 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 a fact. Your silence will betray you. If you don't know something, you ask the questions. I had no idea what the assessor actually was responsible for doing until I, I started asking questions. And the more I asked the questions, the more I, I realized, hey, something's not right with this. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I'm still asking questions. Like today I was downtown and I, I ran into a, a, a woman that was um, visiting the city with a, a friend of hers and we started getting a conversation and I, I ended up having a conversation about the fact that I'm running for a assessor at large. Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation about how there's only a, a limited amount of exemptions that exist currently. Like if you're over 70 years old, if you're a veteran with 10% disability, if 
you have some disabilities, like if you're blind or, or, or such, there's another uh, set of um, exemptions for folks on that level. And then uh, that was all I, I knew. I'm saying that we need to have a fixed income one. And the, the individual let me know that in Massachusetts, there's also the ability to hire an elder and pay an elder. And if mm-hmm. you hire somebody that's a senior citizen and you're paying them, that there's other exemptions. So like, here I am thinking I knew that, and then I found a little, there's some, there's another rabbit hole to go down. And I feel that I, I don't have the solution right now for yeah. what would be different, but I have seen that people in our city as early as the eighties, I was um, helping brother Jabril uh, uh, move some stuff. And he had a newspaper article from the eighties mm-hmm. and it had uh, an article where community members were stressing the, the importance of switching from a property tax model to an income tax model because mm-hmm. what was happening was people were losing their homes based on the the property tax. Like if you can't all of a sudden afford the, the increased property tax or the property tax in your home, you'll get behind and someone can buy your property tax and they can charge interest on top of it. Mm-hmm. So if you couldn't pay the property tax, you're not going to be able to pay the, the increase, increase of um, the interest on the property tax so that these corporations or whoever buys the debt was able to acquire their homes and such. And they were talking about, you know, just, you know, if we put, if just like we get a W-2s for the state and federal tax, that if we did it for the, the income tax, that that might, that might alleviate some of that, that issues. And they also were talking about a commuter tax because we have a lot of people that have business or property in the city that don't live in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, so it's like, Right now, it's a, it's honestly there's a flaw. I, I we know there's a flaw. That flaw needs to be changed. In order to change that, we have to change it at a statewide level, and that requires organizing. That requires mm-hmm. advocacy. That's something I I'm very comfortable with. Like if I see yeah. something's wrong, I'm I'm not afraid to to say, hey, you know, this is wrong. Let's let's stop or let's try to stop this and let's try to think about. What are the creative ways that we can go around solving this? And and I think that there's enough people and there's probably examples of places that have already uh, done a better job, but this is not helping. Like, and I think the only way, way uh, the issue is like, you know, a lot of folks say that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. If it's hurting people in our community, if there's elders that are, are losing their homes, if there's families losing their generational wealth, if people are, are being squeezed and they're not getting anything more, um, from from this this uh, this tax system, I, I just don't think it really makes sense. Yeah, everything that's in place was brought forward by people, people in the city. Everything that has been, uh, whether it's an, a clause um, or an amendment to anything that's possible in 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 the books, whether it's whether it's regulation books, law books, whatever, everything was set there by a group of people mm-hmm. everything that was that was there and was changed was done by a group of people so everything that's from a to z that's that's in place can be changed and all it takes is a group of good people to do that mm-hmm. no single person can do it you know we all you got to mobilize you got to do everything you got to meet you got to form committees whether even if you're in government you got to form a committee to look hey me, you, and the next guy, guess what? We're going to talk about this in city council chambers, and let's talk about getting this changed because it's not helping us. It's not benefiting us. 
I'm a victim of this or, or it's something that's hurting me and my family. So let's work on this. So you couldn't, you know, you, you form that committee, you reach out to your state rep, senators, whatever you have to, and say, look, you know, you and I need to talk. Let's let's talk at lunch, you know, me, you, and, and the other three, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, relieving the tax assessment, you know, the, the assessment on the taxes and so on. So we got to do something. And so what I'm getting at is that everything that's in place was done by a group of people. This country was formed by a group of people. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, good, bad, and ugly, that's what, that's what it took, you know. But um, so I, I just, you know, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight by myself or I'm ready to fight uh, with a group of people. That's the way my nature is. I'm going to do it. Sometimes I may sit back and relax. The only reason because I'm, I don't have the knowledge. I'm not uncomfortable. Let me look at it a little bit, you know, and then sometimes I miss opportunities or I miss different fights. That's only because guess what? I either didn't do my homework. I didn't have time to do it. So I can't fight. I can't do something. I don't want to get, slapped in the face all i have is my name mm-hmm. so i don't want to put my my face and my name out there when i'm not paying attention to what actually you know i like to support and do whatever i have to um but if i'm kind of sitting back it's only because i didn't do my homework and uh and that's it you know so uh you have to be selective you yeah. have to so it's like you know people like get burnt out people get burnt out you know i'm pretty sure that you was at you know what? Some days you went home and you fell asleep and, and you wasn't in your bed. You were on your chair, you know, or you were watching TV, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, or in your car, not even out the driveway. Yeah, exactly. Sitting in the car. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, man, this is nuts. Yeah. Um, Facebook user says, respect what Eric is doing. He has been fighting for the people in the veteran for a very long time. Much appreciated. All right, Appreciation. You. Yes, and it, it, I mean, there's, there's, there's one thing about you that nobody, either pro, either, either uh, friend or foe, there's a friend or foe, they're all going to come up with the same common thing. Eric Andrade is a fighter. Eric Andrade is a voice. You know, they're all going to say that. I, you, you, you could think of anybody. That may be, uh, you know, you know, just someone that just doesn't like you. And I guarantee you, the bottom line, if I have a conversation with them, they're going to say exactly what I just said. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times what I've got from people that don't know me is. Um, is like they're, they're, there's an assumption that they, they'll say from something that they've heard from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And. The, the things that be uh, have been said, and I, I used to just ignore, ignore it and just say, just do what you're supposed to do, and and eventually people will see the truth. Because like some some folks were saying, oh, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. That was the narrative that he doesn't do anything. He just talks. Um, yeah. He doesn't have any solutions. And it's like it's the farthest thing from the truth and from from my point of view. But other people have different viewpoints. So I just said, you know, I'm just gonna keep allowing them to say whatever and just do what I got to do. But I realized I went to an event with Everett Hoagland and um, there was a poet there. He was an elder from the uh, Jewish community. He was talking about uh, that in the Jewish faith, it's a bigger sin to speak a mistruth about somebody 
than it is to steal something. If someone mm-hmm. steals my phone, I can get a new phone. But if someone says something about my my character or who I am and it's not a truth, uh, it's like taking a pillow, a down feather fit pillow, and cutting a hole in it and shaking it in the wind. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, that really struck me because I realized that when the last time I was on your podcast, there was somebody that that that, um, that, that responded that and said something about a meeting. There was a meeting going on around the train and I had spoke out about the need to have protection for our homeowners because the gentrification was already happening. And with the rail coming in, that was going to only escalate the gentrification. So before they pushed forward that we need to have something going on with the city. And there was at the time a bill at the, the state to lift a ban on rent control, which pre- would prevent the rapid increase in rent that would displace people. And right now, if that bill had passed and we had rent control in the city, a lot of people that are being evicted right now because most of the evictions that are happening are because the rent was raised at a rate that the people couldn't afford. Exactly. Um, homeless wouldn't have happened. So it's like there was a solution there that was already presented and the the narrative that was put was I'm, a, I'm some radical extremist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything radical about caring about people having homes. Yes. I don't think there's anything radical about being concerned about gentrification. I think it's there's something, uh, if, and, and the term radical itself means roots, to mm-hmm. get to the root of the issue. So like even in that, that you're saying, I, I, I'm deeply concerned about getting root to the issues. I, I, can, I can rock with that, but I feel like, it's important that we challenge um, challenge when people say say things, and and but also not to not to take it to heart because, um, you know, as uh, Mr. Carmel William Carmel told me, he said if if they kill Jesus, what do you think they're gonna do to you, Eric? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I ain't so not no Jesus, so I know. I'm <laughs> yeah, my dad used to always say, "Watch out for the character assassinations." Or assassinators and he would say they're gonna assassinate your character and uh you may never know it you know and uh, he always told me that um one of the things is between that and the title title given is a title earned you know and he, he those those little phrases stuck with me so much you know and um uh but they will assassinate your character I mean, it's, it's, I've seen it, you've seen it, and, and mostly everybody listening to this podcast has, has dealt with it some way, shape, or form, and uh, it, it is deadly, and, and like I said, like you said about the phone, yeah, I go ahead, steal my phone, I can replace it, you know, um, but, uh, you know, assassinating my character, man, that, that could be, that could go for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, harms, it doesn't just harm the person that you assassinate that character because for example i'm really great, grateful for the person that jumped out that time i was last on a while back i ran into them and they came up to me and you know we had a conversation about it and they apologized and mm-hmm. they were misinformed and they yeah. and i appreciated that humility but that prevented possibly us from connecting earlier to work on issues yeah, probably would have made a great team, you know, mm-hmm. great, great team. So the uh, um, so we got this weekend to, uh, for you to do your thing, you know, get the word out. It's going to be a rainy day, so you're going to have to probably convert to other means and, you know, 
nobody's afraid of rain. I know you ain't. Um, Water is life, man. Yeah. But what I what I what I want you to do is uh, continue to get that message out. You know, once this is uh, done and I I re, you know, I download this and put it on Spotify and Anchor and and the YouTube channel. Um, Actually, it's on YouTube already. I want to take your message. Whatever, you know, I already have that that message that we use for this podcast. I'm going to use that and I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. And I'm going to keep asking people to share, share, share. This is the day or the weekend that you need to kind of put that word out, you know, um, from now until Tuesday. And Tuesday is not a stop day. Tuesday is a day that you got to continue. You Uh got to continue to push why you should vote for Eric Andre. Uh, you know, with, without a doubt, without a hesitation, you're getting my vote. And, I appreciate uh, that. And I, I hope everybody else that's listening and following this podcast, you know, you vote for Eric Andre too. Only because the guy is not going to do good. He's not going to do bad by you. He's going to do exactly from the goodness of his heart to make sure that, you know, we have a better office as far as tax assessor you know you can do it i have the utmost confidence in you doing this i mean i hope that the whole city comes out for you and there's no excuses early voting and you can vote on tuesday there's no excuses for people not to Mm -hmm. vote if i the people that didn't vote for me when i was running i still didn't view that disc I'm afraid to view that disc because I know what's going to happen. It's going to be hundreds and thousands of people that I know that didn't vote on that day. And if they could, I guarantee you, based on what's happened in this administration, they wish they could go back. Yeah. They wish they could go back because like we had an opportunity to, to, to try to change course. It was already heading this direction where we were heading towards this point where people were going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pushed out of our community in a lot of ways. And, and there's a lot of other issues that are of concern. Um, just in terms of the way it's the, 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 the mayor's office has been run like a bully pulpit. Um, it's his way or the highway. Uh, when you have conservatives like Linda Morad and other folks speaking out about this issue, um, and, and rightfully so, it's, it's just striking to me because uh, it's, it's across the board. You're seeing it with the fire department and their relationship with the mayor. And you're seeing it with uh, just the, the relationship in general, like how things are done in this city. There's so many things that are concerning, like the contracts that are going to the same companies over and over again, and the hiring of people from outside of our community and all these appointments. That's why city elections are so important. And I want to also just speak life into the fact that, you know, that happened uh, that time, but it's like, it's like all the boxes that you've been a fan of, like if they if they got cheated with a with a with a with a count or they uh, or they lost a fight, you know they got back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously you're also fighting in a, in, a, in a different ring, so it's like call, making the call for for what's good for you because this is this is also an opportunity to make change. But that's something that we really need. We need we need we need folks like you in office or you to help the folks that are going to run the next time um, mm-hmm. in some kind of way. Um, but I agree. I totally agree. And um, it, the best thing about now in my life is that 
you know, I could take something on like an, a, a, a title on the council or in city hall or statewide, you know, state rep, whatever. I could take those jobs on or those titles on and work it full time, work it full time to say, all right, I'm a hundred percent committed to it. I'm going to work it like a full time job and with overtime. And that's the best thing I like about right now for Charlie Perry, that I can really commit myself to a lot of things. Yeah. Your own boss. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm, 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 you know, life is life is fun. I'm doing podcasting. I'm on the radio. I'm, you know, doing things, going to work. Um, so it's uh, I'm having fun. But I, I'll tell you what, it just takes one moment, takes one issue, one situation, and it may trigger trigger me to 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 actually run again. Mm-hmm. I mean, look look at you. You you seen something? You said, well, guess what? Eric Andre's got to run. I got to yeah. do it. It's a crazy story what happened actually because like I didn't want to run and um, I was trying to find other people. So I was calling around asking people, hey, do you know anybody? I was calling the people I knew and uh, no no bites, no bites. And then Jabril was like, why don't you run? And then some other folks were like, why don't you run on Facebook? And at the time I was like, I don't want to do it. And for me, I always pray to my mom. So I I pray to my mom and I said, ma, I need to know what to do because there was only one more day to pull the papers. Mm-hmm. So I said, Mom, I don't know what to do. Is this the right call or am I just jumping into something again? Because a lot of times I'll put myself on the back burner of the things I'm doing for myself, for, for some of these community things. So I had made a commitment that I was going to stop that. And then all of a sudden I'm debating whether I'm going to run. So that morning I got up, I, I uh, said the prayer again. I had said it the night before and uh, I got in the car. I wasn't sure if I was going to pull the papers. This is a Monday you had to turn in the papers by Tuesday. So it's the last day I would be able to pull it. And uh, I I um, was driving and I saw someone taking off pictures of homes on Pleasant Street. And on Pleasant Street, Whale had snatched up some homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw this woman taking photos and I got concerned and I got up. I backed up my car and I, you know, I asked her who she was and who she worked for. She said, I work for the assessor's office. Yeah. So I said, oh, wow, that's crazy. I was just praying about that. So then we started having a conversation. I started asking questions of how it worked. And I told her, wow, this is serendipity. I just said this prayer to my mom. I can't believe I'm just running into you. And then a bus came behind us and I had to pull off and I came back and I I just was thanking her again. And, you know, I was like, oh, my name is Eric. And she said, my name is Paula. And that's my mom's name. So that to me was all the sign I needed to know that, you know, something. So for me, I also believe... The, the, the one thing will happen and also the signs will tell you what you have to do because mm-hmm. sometimes there's a lot of different options we have in life. And this is, I feel like something I'm not necessarily doing it for myself at all. I feel like it's something I'm doing because I'm concerned about how, how people are being pushed out and pushed out of their community. And that's something that I'm concerned about. And this is a small step I could take to try to make some intercede, even if it's just, for the exemptions that do exist, using my time in office to teach people about how they can apply for it or mm-hmm. lobbying the state representatives. It may take 20 years for it to change. It may change. It doesn't happen overnight. And, and that's an unfortunate reality. But we can also plant seeds and I work. And I, I if I can get in, I'm going to plant seeds and I'm also going to research. I'm going to look at what's been done in the past. 
and look at the different exemptions that may exist and 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 just you know try to make the most of it so true well i uh there's no doubt in my mind that every day that you're out there you're giving someone some kind of education and you're also receiving some education you know because uh we we all look and we find and and we search things which uh, you know, wait a minute. I don't understand that. Let me, let me. And, and so you look and you may run into someone or you just may be reading it and you get an education and say, wow, wow, God is good, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's no doubt in my mind that you, you, you're educating and you're being educated. So you continue to do what you're doing. I'm going to continue to get your message out. And uh, the Really Charlie podcast is, is your podcast to come on at any point, anytime, regardless of what the issue is, because I'm not going to hold duct tape to your mouth to stop you from talking. I'm going to let everybody talk when they come on the Really Charlie podcast hmm. and say what they have to. Um, and uh, and we'll go from there. Anything that I possibly want to say is probably going to come out right in the comment section, you know even if I decide that I want to put my hand over my mouth and just not say anything. Mm. Eventually you look in the comment section and someone says exactly what you want to say. Mm. You know, and that's why I don't get on debates with, you know, in, in social media anymore, because anything that I'm going to say, someone eventually is going to say it in that comment section. Instead of me getting stressed out and worry about, you know, going back and forth with someone over something, you know, I just keep my mouth shut. And the comments come and then you actually see, you know, the response after that when, when one of the commenters kind of actually say what you wanted to. And uh some people backtrack and they say, Oh, wait a minute, let me think about this. But anyways, Eric Andrade, you're, you're a you're a good dude with a good heart. You're definitely dedicated to the city. And uh, you know, you wasn't born here. You know what? You came here. Mm-hmm. You adopted this city as your own. You're doing a great job, really, really representing it. You know, and it's 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 amazing. You know, and I hear stories about you at, at UMass and 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 how you was back then and things that you did. And and you know what? You're just a a bigger and better Eric Andre now. You know, you were doing things back then. You're just doing a whole lot better now. You know, I, I uh, a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of good mentors out here in this community. There's so many people that help us to like if you when I when I was younger, I always got the class of prolative for the quietest, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, this is not something that speaking out in public was not something that came natural for me. It, and and the thing that you said that was really important is that you, you sit back and you listen. And I, the people that tend to be able to do that. And just listen and absorb and, and take things in, the amount of growth you're gonna have from, from doing that. It takes it takes more power to listen, it takes more brain strength and energy to listen than it does to talk. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes a lot for us to pay attention. And and when you pay attention, that that the rewards of that are, you know, you 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 get to learn who other people are from what they say. And you also get to learn about what's going on. And, you know, that's a that's an important role, especially as an interviewer, 
Mm -hmm. and, and, and more important, I think, in leadership. The, the best leaders are, are, are people that are actually like aware where everyone is heading. Um, and they're not necessarily directing the course, but supporting what the collective needs. Uh, so, yeah. Salute to you on that, man. We, we, uh, city needs some leadership. And, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of it, they need some new leadership and a, a lot of different titles. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that this election coming up will, uh, will definitely, you know, the, the residents of the city will say, hmm, guess what? Yeah, we, we do need some new leadership. And I would then, love to see more young women. Uh, I love seeing Shane Burgo out there. Like, that was it's really great to hear his voice and to see the energy he's bringing into the, the city mm -hmm. council race. But there's there's so many young young women in our community and, you know, that are out here that are making a real difference in our community. And it'd be great to see what's going on. Yeah, it's so true. There's so many very, very smart. I mean, you go to different meetings and you see the women, the, the women that are out there and that, that, uh, you know, they, they, they're so intelligent, you know, and they're ready. But, you know, they're just not kind of going for these titles here or there. And um, it's too bad. But like I think that we have a responsibility collectively to to to, to uplift and, and, and support them and encourage people to see themselves in that position. Um, starting as early as the, the, the schools uh, in, in, the, in the schools um, and then just in, in general in our relationships with folks, because, you know, the best the best the best teams have a diversity of, 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 of voices on it. And to have, you know, so much of the leadership dictated by, by men, you've seen the trouble we've got ourselves into mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're in a bad place. And that largely has been led by, you know, the, the, the indifference uh, and, and not to be, um, yeah, the indifference of, of a lot of men to a lot of the issues, like a lot of the issues, like right in the, in the city, like the, the the largest homeless population in the city is single parent mothers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the women are oftentimes the ones that are, are raising and nurturing the children. So if, you know, the, the needs of uh, the mothers and the, the women in our community are not being heard, uh, then that's a big void. Um, and we can we can support our sisters, uh, but it's it's a much different reality when uh, the truth is coming directly from from their mouth. Um, exactly. There's a question from Sherry. You know, she says, "I have a question to Eric. Um, can a new landlord increase rent in a month from seven fifty to add add seven fifty more and increase making it fifteen hundred, which is making it hard for those who work to make ends meet. Is that possible? You know, um and I already answered this to um I read it and um that situation is definitely people they would they they need to do is um just like a landlord takes you to housing court, you can take your landlord to housing court. And you had these things that reviewed and and, and reviewed on your benefit as a tenant, you know, and, and where a judge makes a decision um, over this increase. I mean, eventually the increase is going to happen. It's going to happen, but it needs to happen at a beat at a, at a 
place where you're not getting evicted. So that's why you use the housing court as much as you can to make sure that these things get adjudicated and decided um, by someone in the courthouse. I think that the major struggle that we have in the state is that uh, things like this were happening in Cambridge, Mass. in the past. And what ended up happening was as the university, and that's something that's also affecting our, our gentrification in our communities, the, the colleges. Um, I, I was in meetings in 2013 where people from uh, some of the colleges were saying that they wanted to get housing in the South End. And they were mentioning some of the, the, the places that currently have housing the, the, the large housing units for um, low-income families, for dorms, for, for the College of Visual and Performing Arts at UMass. But uh, in Harvard, in, in, the, in the Cambridge area, in MIT, in that area, um, a lot of the, the school was growing. And as it was growing, students were coming in and they, the rents, the, the homeowners were jacking up the rent to get the, 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 the tenants out. Um, so the community organized. And when they organized, they, they established something called rent control where homeowners uh, that were renting out their homes or apartments couldn't raise the rent over a certain cap. They had to go incrementally. They couldn't do dramatic mm-hmm. things like raise it seven fifty. Yeah. And what ended up happening was that the real estate market and, and folks started getting concerned because they want to be able to, to to basically buy homes and push everybody out if they want. And uh, this would limit their ability to do that. It would allow some, for some stability in the in the in the, the people that were in there that were tenants. So they lobbied on a statewide level um, across the state to put a ban on rent control. They knew that if they fought it just in in in, in Cambridge, they would probably lose because a lot of people were renters. Yes. But on a statewide level, when you go to like Lexington and these suburbs where people are not renting, they're looking at it as oh, you're trying to control our, our profit. Mm-hmm. And this is this we want freedom. We want freedom to decide what our prices are. So this ban has prevented cities from enacting rent control. So there's been a, a, a statewide um, movement to try to challenge that. Like last last year, I testified at the state house uh, at the hearing to try to get them to to lift this. Um, there was two bills. One that was in the house, and one in the senate, um, and they didn't pass through. Um, unfortunately, but this is an issue that's all across the street affecting people. And in particular, this is a big issue in our city. And unfortunately, the reality, like you were saying, Charlie, is that they can. Uh, you may have some protections that uh, prevent how fast you have to move out. Like yeah. It won't be overnight, but they can raise their rent right now. There's no, there's nothing preventing them from doing anything because there is no rent control. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that we really need to get a get a hold of. And unfortunately, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of support here from our city council or our mayor's administration or anybody, even, um, I don't know uh, where Chris Hendricks stands on it. He, he was actually at the, um, the, the, the hearing the day when I testified, but um, they, they it didn't pass committee. Um, and this is something that we definitely need direly right now. There's so mm-hmm. many homeless people in our community right now. And so many people facing a homelessness. I spoke to someone today that said that their rent is going up $250. Um, and it's, you know, nothing's changed in the houses. And it's not like our, our incomes have increased all of a sudden. Um, so where do we go when we can't afford to live in New Bedford? Mm-hmm. Where do people go? Because, you know, now now you have to leave your community. And like, I, I worked on a farm before. So I, 
you know, when, when you're transplanting plants, like when you're growing a plant, like if I had to take this plant and, re and take it out the pot and put it in, in, in a different area, the, you'll actually see the stress on the plant. Mm -hmm. The health of the plant will go down. And the same thing is true for us when we're in a situation where you're trying to figure out how you're going to make that $750 extra to pay that rent. And if you can't make it, now you have to find a moving company. You have to pack up your stuff. You've got to find a spot. Maybe the spot, that maybe there's not a spot in your community. Now you're leaving uh, your, your support network. If, like, you know, when I was growing up, <clears throat> if my mom and dad had to work, both of them had to work, you know, we had we had relatives in the community that, that could babysit us. But if you have to move from New Bedford to God knows where, you might not have that support system for your family. So it's like mm -hmm. it impacts the whole health of the community. And one thing I, I love about New Bedford and, and, and I hear about New Bedford often is what my ancestors talked about, what they had in Fox Point. You had yeah. a community that cared about each other and knew each other, like everyone kind of connected to each other. And when people start getting displaced, you start losing that, that, that sense of community that is so, so important. The, sure the most... Is. The most healthy places in the environment, the most healthy plants are the plants that have the deepest roots. The, the, the trees that lasted in the storm mm -hmm. are the trees that have strong roots into the ground. And, yep. and, and when we have communities that have deep roots in the area, they care about the community in a different way and, and they're important. And this, unfortunately, this administration has not saw our community as important to protect and we need to get people in office that do care about our community. We need to have more people run for office. And we also need to not just put people in office because it, it doesn't end when you, you elect somebody. Yeah. We have to get involved and go to the city council meetings. I was talking with a good brother today, uh, Manny J. Ramos, and he was talking about the importance of going to these city council meetings regularly. Or We have to get involved with going to, this, to, the, to call our state representatives. I know Tony Cabral, he has open office hours at Holland Green. Get down there on a Saturday when he's there and go and go tell him what you're concerned about. Tell him about your, your rent conditions and why we should have had rent control. Um, tell him about the need for Section 8 to be used for people to be actually able to buy homes in our community. Mm -hmm. There's so many issues that if they don't hear it, if they start seeing us come to the to these meetings and they start we start calling them and, and we start getting involved, that's when the real change happens. Because then it's like you can put somebody in office, but if they don't have people, like you said, nobody gets anything done on their own. You know, so like we have to really, really, really um, be vocal about what's going on in our community. So true. So true. And that's, that's why I get this podcast, you know, just to be another voice, another avenue. Um, you know, uh, I thought about having a debate on here Um way back when beginning of the summer and then i just said uh, i'm not going to do that i i just want to i want to talk to people i want to have a conversation with each candidate you know throughout the election process instead of having everybody just kind of go at it you know um and uh so it's very you know even this this podcast right now you and i have a conversation you know, you talk, you know, I think that's the best thing. It's the best way that a message could be delivered or or someone can get a, a, a better feeling of Eric Andrade or even Charlie Perry when I'm on it. You know, they just 
they get a better feeling because we're having a conversation. And, um, but, you know, you keep on going, uh, you keep doing what you're doing. You got my support. Um, whether it's today, whether it's next week, whether it's next year, it's a lifetime. I'm going to always be there for you. And maybe we're going to agree to disagree, but you know what? I gave you my number for a reason. So you can call me. Uh And, um, you know, if I didn't want to hear from you, I wouldn't talk to you, you know, see you later. You know, I I got no reason to talk to you, you know, and that's not the case here. I have nothing but good experiences with you. And, uh, let's continue. Let's get, that's the one thing about you too, is that like, you know, from, from, the, the people that are older than me and the people that are younger than me, uh, what they speak about you when you as uh, as an officer mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and now in this role is, is like a beautiful thing because, you know, what you're talking about doing it with me, you're doing that with a lot of other people. So, yeah. like, and you're, and you're, and you're giving... You're, you're uplifting people in the process and you're giving them a space to, to talk about whether it's a business idea they have, their, their, their art career or whatever, or, or even teaching people. Like one of my favorite ones that I really enjoyed and I was just laughing a lot was when you and Derek were, were, were building mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And, you know, I, I was excited when you were talking with Tiny Tavaz the other day about having them, having them come on and, and just the importance of the Tavaz and what they mean to our community. And I feel like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a legendary group in our, in our communities. Like, yeah. you know, and Fox Point, they're legends and, and New Bedford, mm-hmm. they're legends. They Verde yeah. community, they're legends. And uh, so true. they need to get their flowers because, you know, what they've done for this community. I was talking, I, I ran into uh, Russell Ramos uh, earlier today at the library and I was telling him how much I appreciated that show. And he was just talking about like, you know, for, as a kid, uh, having Barry White come into Bay Village um, mm-hmm. as a result of that. And I'm saying to myself, what that must have done for the generation that saw that, that what was yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. Like Russell and I could talk. We can, we can, we have so many conversations about different things. Um, and, uh, um, but that, that also goes with, with, you know, myself and Tiny and Chubby and, all, all of Tavaz brothers, you know, we all have a different, we all have some memories. Um, and those memories uh, mean a lot to me. But then when I'm having conversation with one of them, you know, it means a lot to them, you know, that they didn't know that this young little, this little young kid was looking at them, you know, with big eyes and, and, and saying, yeah, you're my superstar, you know, and uh, I seen you on this, this channel, this, you know, I'm, listening to your music. Um, I, I know your songs from word to word, you know, and you know what, that, that, that hits them deep in the heart, you know, and, uh, but I like those stories and that's what I try to bring on this podcast. You know, when you mentioned Russell Ramis, the guy has many, many stories, a million stories, you know, he, he's, he's working in the library, but he's a book him, himself about this mm-hmm. area. He has mm-hmm. so much knowledge and, 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 mm-hmm. So, you know, him and I get to talk and rap and talk about different things. And, and there's so many, 
things that we got, got coming up soon within during this winter and um i can't wait can't wait to get it up but uh you keep doing what you're doing mr andrade and uh uh you got my vote and uh, and i hope i get you two to three hundred more votes you know well, all right thank you i appreciate and, uh, that all right we're gonna, we're gonna... 200 votes in new bedford <laughs> That's yeah. a lot. That's like that's the <laughs> unfortunately that's been a lot. We hopefully New Bedford will prove us wrong uh, on Tuesday. Please prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be different than we've been before. Encourage people. I don't care if I lose. If people voted, I'll be yeah. discouraged if there's no one voting and I lost because I feel like the the, the interest I have. I'm I, I I care about the people in the community. I care about our elders. I care about those people that don't have. Uh, the means to necessarily afford uh, up uptick on their rent or uptick mm-hmm. on their taxes, and and that's why I'm running. And and I know there's a lot there's a lot more people like like me that are in that situation that you know would 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 benefit from somebody that really understands their plight and wants their voice to be heard. Um, exactly. So please vote for me if you're out there. But more often than that, let's vote for our community. Mm-hmm. Vote for yourself. Get out there. Get engaged, and then think about running for office. Because you know, we, War Three, we had no one, no, no, no one challenging War Three. There was no one challenging, and um, a few other wards. And 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 this is this has been the case with even the Senate seats in our area and 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 the House of Representatives. Like, it's not about necessarily competition because even in the process, what happens is we have a debate and we learn from each other. I hope that Mrs. Saunders is thinking about some of these issues that I'm bringing forth. And if I do lose, I hope she'll consider thinking about enacting some of these 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 issues because these issues are not about Eric Andre, these are issues about our families and our community. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that because whoever's in office, you need to listen to what Eric Andre's saying because it's very, very important. And, uh, and so, you know, as the election goes and the decisions are finally made, guess what? Everything that you mentioned, Eric, you got to get on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not there in that seat, guess what? Everything that Eric, uh, talked about, Miss Saunders has to get on it. And there's no doubt about it because it's very, very essential to this community that we stop there's bleeding and it's bleeding we, we are wounded and uh you know some people are not wounded that's because they're not in the line of fire mm-hmm. and that's the bottom line they're not in the line of fire so they're not going to be wounded however there's there's people on the lower level and it's usually poor people that are I, think thing, I think the other thing that i think that needs to be thought about and talked about is the dynamics of the oppression that comes with race mm-hmm. because some of the things that one of the questions that was raised in the debate was about gentrification and Jack Spillane asked the question, uh, is gentrification a good thing? Like new blood coming into the community. And, and that was kind of the response was that, you know, this new blood is they're fixing up homes that haven't, haven't been fixed up. And my, my retort to that is that the reason why people don't have access to the, the money to fix up their homes is because they've been divested in as a community. They've been oppressed as a community. And it's not because they, 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 
they just chose to neglect their homes. There's many people that are on such a fixed income and they haven't got city appointments. They haven't got the opportunities to, 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 to get the pay increases that other people have. They haven't even got the equity because who owned the home in the neighborhood they were in to pull equity and, and, and remodel their homes. So the reason why some of the, our, our neighborhoods are in the conditions they are in uh, and, and the people are in the vulnerable position is because of racism. And mm-hmm. to ignore that issue um, is to allow the bleeding to keep happening. And some communities have more bleeding than others. Yes. We're all feeling it. But if you have money, an increase in, in rent doesn't really mean anything. The same, it doesn't mean the same. It means something, but it doesn't mean the same to you as it does for, you know, Mr. So-and-so who retired 10 years ago, he's 60 years old. He doesn't, he's 65 years old. He doesn't qualify for the 70, 70 plus exemption. And Mm -hmm. he can't, he can't write it out. And now he's back on his taxes and then someone buys his taxes and then they charge an interest on it. And now he's in the hole. Yeah. And, And if he's retired, guess what? He has a certain amount of income that never has a cost of living. Well, has a cost of living raise that says very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't even use a dime in a payphone. There is no payphones, but you couldn't use a dime right now for to make a telephone call. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you can't even use a dime to get a gumball in a gumball machine. It's not a dime anymore. Mm-hmm. But the states and the cities, they give you an increase of a dime that can't get you one thing. I can, I can, I can. You put a dime in your hand, you probably couldn't buy anything. Mm. You put two dimes in your hand, you probably can't still buy anything. You put three dimes in your hand, you can buy something. But over and over and over again, the state gives us a 10 cent increase. Mm. A 10 cent increase, a 10 cent increase. Guess what? It's not a 10 cent increase within, you know, within four years, probably. You know, it's probably two to four years that you're getting a 10 cent increase. And then you got an increase in the tax, the taxes. Mm-hmm. You got an increase on your your oil. Yeah. You got an increase on your your gasoline. The groceries are going up. Electricity is going up. Like, you know, it's like it, it just doesn't add up. Like I, I've seen so many elders like struggle to, you know, decide whether they were going to pay to heat their home, to put food on the table or get their insulin medicine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to see that. And it's, I've seen folks that like uh, put in their life for, for other people and for the community and we're hardworking and, and still, even in retirement, we're volunteering in all kinds of places, but we're struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. Uh, JP says they have to talk to the mortgage reducer. I got them helping our people learn what the banks do. Do not want them to know. And it's mm-hmm. so true. He's another solid dude that, that is actually knows what he's talking about. And, uh, you know, I had him on here a few months ago. And uh, definitely, JP, we got to get you back on here. Um, yeah, good, and, solid brother. Yeah, I, yeah. I've known him from back in the days at UMass. Um, he used to come visit all the time out there. He had cousins at the school. Um, that's it. And, and that's, a, that's a key thing is that, look, not you have a conversation someone adds on to that conversation and that's what really needs to happen in our community is like that building the information so yeah please have them come back on because whatever that mortgage reducer is there's plenty of people in our community that need to know about that right now well he is he's that mortgage reducer he can do it just through his business and he can do it 
Um, so, yeah, we're going to definitely get you back on there, JP. Um, and uh, someone had uh, offered uh, to get some um, um, to get some uh, people on here that are that are plumbers, electricians, you know, that can help the homeowner to have businesses that are like that, that are electricians and plumbers that are willing to help out different homeowners, you know, not not doing things for free, but just to give a, 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 a resource list of, hey, I got to call a plumber today, and they have that list. I got to call an electrician, boom, they have it on that list, you know, and I want to have different types of people to come on here, landscapers, you know, mention uh, uh dial more like you know with, you know he's on it you know he's out there he's doing everything that he possible but i want to get those resources out there so homeowners can contact people right in the community to help them out you know with those little repairs that you know maybe being uh you got to do those repairs because the city's telling you you need to do it so mm-hmm. but uh eric I don't care if you contact me tomorrow. You want to come back on, you come back on. You know, Fire up, man. Sunday, I appreciate that, brother. Whatever you want. And uh, I'm going to take your campaign message along with your picture, just like I did for this podcast, and I'll share it. And I'm just going to throw it out there. And uh, I appreciate that. All right. All right, man. Any final message you want to give everybody? Um, I... I First of all, like support Charlie. Uh, thank you, Charlie, for your support and the support that we welcome. support and and uplift him because we need, uh, especially in this community where we don't have local media, a lot of the media uh, that exists, a lot of the reporters, a lot of the institutions, no matter uh, where are not necessarily reaching all the voices in our community. And in this platform, we're able to hear people directly. There's no editor. Uh, like he said, he sits back and he, he allows people to say what they, they they have to say, whether he agrees or disagrees with it. Um, he's going to have a conversation with them and let them say what they say. So I feel like you need to be uplifted for that. And um, I appreciate the, the the opportunity to be on your show. Um, and I look forward to seeing how you continue to grow into what you're growing into, because in the last year, you, you, you've, you've grown a lot already in what you're doing here. Um, and I'm sure it's only going to in 2022 uh continue that way um i would like to thank the people of new bedford for 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 welcoming me into this community um i first started engaging this community about 1999 um i started working in the uh, public schools uh, after schools and stuff like that and i've been working with young people in this community now some of them are, are, are parents um with young people that are the same age they were when i met them and that's a beautiful thing. Um, this is a beautiful community and I love being a part of it. And I would appreciate people getting involved in the political process and supporting, uh, making a change happen. And whether that changes in voting for me or voting for somebody else, uh, I, I believe that, you know, we're only as good as we're actively engaging in the process. And I'm somebody that will listen to people um, and, you know, I may not agree with you, um, but I'm going to listen to you. Um, and my interest is oftentimes going to be the people that are going to be uh, most of, impacted by something. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the wolves um, and the wolves, when they, the pack travels, 
the the sick and the elderly wolves lead the pack mm-hmm. so that the pack doesn't outpace the sick and the elderly and that's this type of society we need to model we need to model that and we have to think about the the people that are most vulnerable and make sure that the moves that we're making as a city don't harm those people that are most vulnerable and that's the type of ethic i would bring into the office and try to advocate for folks in that community i'm also somebody that is willing to to take time and 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 educate people and try to support people and try to learn what what ways we can do this better and then try to mobilize and get people to collaborate together to make that change so a vote for me is a vote for us in my opinion awesome i agree i really do we uh all right so we're short on time i love the message i love you love definitely you gonna well, get my vote if i could vote for you twice i would <laughs> <laughs> so you keep up the good work and uh you know i'll get the message out on my my little network here and uh just tell people to vote and vote for eric andre all right thank you all right brother you take Peace. care need me give me a holler you too stay safe all right you also it's every gandry running for tax assessor you know he's definitely doing his thing he wants to uh to make things better around here especially when uh you know the gentrifying is going all is going on all over the place and um our city is 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 up and coming and uh but it should be up and coming with the good old folks that have been here for decades you know i don't want it to up and coming and and forget about us yeah you can come into the community uh we're not trying to exclude you we're going to include you um we want to include you but don't try to step on us and and knock us down and and move us out you know our names are in the concrete on the sidewalks and uh only because we've been here a while. So, city of New Bedford, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And you may not vote for Eric Andre, but you're going to please get out there and vote. It's very, very important. Numbers are too low. And it always, always comes down to that low voting total always hurts us in many, many things. So, you know, let's get out there and vote. And, uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Love you all. Take care. God bless. And um, I should be back on in next Wednesday. Um, Got to wait and hear from one of my guests. Um, and uh, so I'll see you on the Really Charlie podcast next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Same time. And uh, feel free if you have some time on Tuesday, please turn on. Or put WNB1 radio on your on your browser, you know, in your address section, or download the app on Android or Apple, and please listen to WNB1 radio with myself and Russell Ramis. We were on 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. playing R&B music. So if you have any certain requests, you can call in. Uh, the number is seven seven four two zero two. 3094 that's the call in number please give us a give us a call brian magnet's doing a good good job at wmb1 radio 
and uh, we just joined the crew not too long ago, and I'm loving it. So if you want to listen to some music, put WMB1Radio.com in your browser and listen to some music. Hip-hop, R&B, reggae. It's uh, great, great shows from a lot of great DJs here locally. And we also have one in Oklahoma City. Edward Blends is, is doing his thing. Uh, I believe it's on Sundays. Um, so, all right. Take care. God bless. This is the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry. And my pod, my podcast come on every Tuesday, uh, every Wednesday. So feel free to listen to me at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. God bless everyone. Have a good night. I appreciate all the comments. <laughs>